0: You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center. There are three definitions for the word engaged. First off, the obvious one pledged to be married or betrothed. I was in the wedding business for 10 years and this is exactly where the madness begins when they get engaged. Second definition is involved in an activity, occupied, busy. I see a lot of people engaged with their phones. Sadly, they're kind of engaged at dinner time. Uh, I, I was at the Grand Canyon and there was a whole lot of people there that were occupied and busy with their phones. They were engaged. Also see some people engaged in golf, cooking, and shopping. But as you would expect, it's not definition one or definition two that we're gonna hone in on today. It's definition three of engaged. And that term is greatly interested or committed. That's the definition of engaged that I want to look at today, because if you want to be successful in the contact center as a leader, you have to be engaged. And our challenge is, is that for most people, we have a tendency to use definition number two for leadership, and that's kind of being involved in activity, occupied and busy, but not greatly interested and not committed. If you want to be a great leader in the contact center, you need to be definition number three of engaged, greatly interested and committed. There are three things you need to be greatly interested in and committed to. Here they are. First up, you need to be engaged with your customers. Now remember, we're defining engaged as being greatly interested and committed versus just involved in Activity. You need to know what your customers think. And many contact centers turn this over to marketing, and I'm not saying that marketing is not important and marketing shouldn't uh, be the ones in charge of understanding where your customers are, but they turn it over in the sense that they just don't pay attention to it. They wait and get a little bit of information from it, and they check it every once in a while. And, and that's more of involved in the activity rather than being greatly committed to it. Uh, many contact centers struggle with whether they're going to do IVR or email post-contact surveys. Uh, Some of the organizations that are greatly interested do both. They they offer up an IVR. If the client doesn't accept the IVR, then they follow up with an email. And some clients even follow up with a second email in the sense that they're trying to get as much data as they can. And so one of the first things I would ask you is, is where does customer data fit in with your organization and your measurements. Uh, everybody says they're customer driven. Well, how customer driven are you really? Is Do you have any sort of customer data in the compensation plans that you have for your frontline? Is CSAT something that's a KPI, something that's critical or something that you just talk about, but the real KPIs, the ones that you're actually focused on might be adherence or attendance or maybe even AHT. How quickly do you get the data into your employees' hands? If you don't get it in immediately, then you're not greatly interested, and you're not committed. And the reason for that is is that customer customer feedback changes behavior, and and customer words really change behavior. Here's a quick question for you: Which is more valuable, a a survey that you get a question on a scale of one to one to five, what's the uh, employee's um uh csat and they give you a a four or a customer's comments and said you know what i really love the cust i really love the employee but I thought they spoke too fast. Which one's gonna be more valuable? Well, to you, it might be the compilation of all the numbers so I can see that I'm achieving my 4.2 or 4.7, but to a frontline employee, those words can make a tremendous difference. The words might slow them down where the numbers don't. And you'll find often that the words drive the behavior of the frontline employees, whereas the numbers drive the performance of the leaders. The other thing that your customers' feedback provides you is is that it encourages your frontline employees, and it fills in when you can't. If you're running a, a typical quality monitoring program, you might be getting four, maybe six bits of feedback to your employees each month. Well, with a with with a strong a customer feedback, customer survey. Till you might be getting twenty or fifty bits of data back with encouraging words and redirecting words that you can put use put to use in driving performance. So we need to be greatly interested and committed to our customers. The second one is pretty obvious. We need to be greatly interested and committed to our people. I know the hot thing is engagement right now. I know everybody's talking about engagement and, and being more engaging, especially with the issues and, and the larger drive towards, towards people going home. But we're talking about being people-driven. If you've listened to my past podcast, you've heard me say this, that Herb Kelleher was the CEO and founder of Southwest Airlines, had a great quote. Somebody asked him why Southwest Airlines was, was so successful. And he said, well, number one, we love our people. Number two, our people love our customers. And when you've got that much love going around, you can make a lot of money. But he loved his people first. And if you want to be engaged, you have to be committed and greatly interested in your people. Uh, I've also told you before that your employees are looking for three things. They're looking for a clear job description. They're looking for the skills and tools necessary to do their job. And they're looking for a leader that has their best interests in mind. If you're a leader that has their best interests in mind, it means that you're committed and you're certainly greatly interested. If you want to be be interested, you, you you are interested in them, not interesting. It's the same way with friendship. Be interested, not interesting, which shows that you're committed. You can't be engaged with your employees and be focused on them if you're not communicating. You have to over-communicate. There isn't enough things that you can say to your employees where you're over-communicating. And that not only means in your one-on-one coaching, but that may be stopping by their cubicle, it may be having to call them up or text them or create additional times when you're speaking to them. And then finally, to be an engaged great leader, you have to be extraordinary at welcoming. If the core competency of your contact center or what you lead isn't one that's, that's really, really great at onboarding and bringing people into your organization, get good at it. Because onboarding and, and, and bringing people into an organization and being welcoming, being the kind of organization that knows how to and can attract people is critical to your success Because as you know, we're in a contact center, so we're gonna have some sort of high turnover. So you need to be great at bringing people in, at defining people that match up with your culture, integrating them into your culture, and getting them connected. So if we're focused, if if we recognize in order to be engaged, we need to understand our customers, and we need to understand our people, there's a third part that you have to be greatly interested in and committed to, and that is your technology. You have to use it all the time to engage, not just to measure. You know, with, when, it comes to, when it comes to numbers, num- numbers can pr- be pretty easy. Numbers can tell you all sorts of problems. If you've ever been a consultant before, you know, a consultant com- can come in and look at your organization and in a really short amount of time can find every problem that you've got in your organization. It's easy to find problems. What's not easy is to be able to prioritize the ones to fix and then provide the plans on how to fix them. It's kind of the same thing with contact center numbers. There are so many numbers that you have, so much technology that you can use that can help you. But you need to use that technology to apply it to your problems, your challenges, and your successes across the board. And you have to be open to new ideas. And so so to start with what do I already have and how well am I using it? Take a look at each each piece of your technology and, and look at two things, one, how integrated it is into your organization, which means how much are you using it? And then the second thing is, is, how well do you know it and how well do you rely upon it to move the needle in an area that's important for you to move the needle? Somewhere or another, somewhere along the line, and it's been going on for years, is that we've looked at technology as a priority to replace people rather than using that technology to serve customers. Let me give you a great example. From the very beginning, IVR was designed to get rid of the easier calls. In the very beginning, it got rid of bank balances. And and it was just very, very simple. And over time, it's become, become more, become smarter, and as a result, it's been able to do more things, but it's still taking care of the easy calls. And now with the, the, the new push towards bots, they're gonna take care of some of the easy calls and, and, and they're, they're getting the ability over time to be able to answer some of the more complicated ones, but you're still left with the complicated ones, which means you're still going to need people. And so the technology that you use should embrace and help you to serve your customers by engaging your people and enhancing their performance. And yes, making the job more efficient for them, making it more productive for them, but it also ought to be making it easier for them and it also ought to be making it more fun for them. So, so how well are you interested and committed to your technology? How well do you know it? And how well are you taking advantage of the things that you can do with it? A lot of times in an organization of your leader, you get one or two technologists and they just kind of take care of it for you and they tell you every once in a while. Take some time, make the effort to understand what you're using, how you're using, and are there, are there ways that you can use your technology to engage your employees more, to engage your customers more? And when you when you do that, you'll find that you've created new and unique ways to lead your organization. One other note on being an engaging leader, it, it doesn't really matter whether you're looking at, at people or customers or technology. And it really comes down to this this concept of those two definitions. Of course, the one we've been focused on, which is greatly interested and committed versus involved in an activity, occupied, busy. And leadership in the contact center can be so, so hard. And it's so hard not to just be occupied and busy. It can be overwhelming. If you're a frontline supervisor You don't have enough time, it seems like, to be greatly interested or committed, and even as you work your way up through the the ranks, there can be so many outstanding issues that you really end up being involved in activities, one meeting after the other, being occupied and busy. I I, want to give you a secret that will help you stay greatly interested and committed, and that is be greatly interested and committed in finding someone doing something right, When you're out of time and you don't have a lot of time to work with, you have a tendency to just focus on the problems. And when you focus on the problems, you lose sight of finding someone doing something right. And that can be as simple as when you're looking at customer data. And I know you get customer data about your employees, but you also get customer data about how your products and services are working. But, but look for things not only that aren't working, but look for some processes and some ideas with your customers that are working. And one, encourage the people that did them, give them credit for it and make use of them, implement them, take great ideas that you learned from your customer feedback and put them to use. Find your people doing something right. Look for ways and areas where they're doing the the right things. We have a tendency again to focus on the weeds because we don't have a lot of time and we just go focus on the weeds or maybe we see the superstars, but we miss that big group in the middle that is the daisies. So find them doing something right. And of course, with the technology, you can spend all day looking at reports that will tell you what hasn't worked and and who needs something to get done and who needs to get fired, who needs to get put on a pip. But use that technology, use some of the reporting to help you find somebody doing something right. And of course, I'm in the business of building a platform that is greatly interested and committed to using agent performance to connect them to you, to connect them to the company, and to connect them to the customers by finding them doing something right and reemphasizing it, uh, adding additional training, adding additional encouragement, finding different ways to recognize people that are doing something right. If you use that as your cornerstone, I think you can be a great and engaging leader. It's been great to talk to you this week. Uh, We focused on being greatly interested and committed, and that was to our customers, to our people, and to the technology. As I say every week, you have the capacity to be an extraordinary leader because you can learn your way to it. It's not something you have to be born into. It's something that if you practice, if you pay attention, and you are greatly interested and committed to being a great leader, you can be. So just go make it so. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.